bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this, this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. Wow. Wow. Turns out Survivor Ukraine isn't really the hit Putin hoped it would be. No, it's really, he's really, I mean, his numbers aren't terrible. Yeah, the ratings are He's actually are kind doing of pretty yeah. good. But I, I feel like now might be a good time to adopt a Ukrainian baby supermodel. Ooh. Or like yeah. twins. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we could like go in there and get, you know, a couple kids. Yeah. Enough. If we got twins, we could marry Kate and Ashley them or mm. Venus and Serena. Yeah. Energy. I mean, my family's from there. So I should be able to go. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go with the Ancestry.com. Yeah. I should be able to go. I mean, I wonder if they would take, you know, like X, what do you call it? X Ukes, X Ukraines and be like, just you take know, your ancestry.com. Take your like, recent here's genealogy. The town we're from. Yeah. Here's the town. Yeah. Sorry. All the Jews got kicked out. Yeah. We want to come back and like fight Putin and kill him and stuff. There's probably so many hot babies. <laughs> you know, they have, they're, they're a good looking people. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I mean, there's nothing, you look, know, you know, it's, a, it's, I'm, it's, it, it's a good time to adopt is what I'm feeling. <laughs> now, Susan Stone, I don't, I'm sure you recall her from our live show in Atlanta. It's funny because I read that as Sharon Stone and couldn't see anything else <laughs> but Sharon Stone, literally until you just said Susan Stone. Yeah. I mean, she's giving Sharon Stone vibes, if I'm being honest. You know, she, she is. She's giving you a, a. Now I can only picture her with a <laughs> landing strip boosh. And by the way, <laughs> there's a new show on Netflix with I can't remember his name. It's an improv show. It's comedians, whatever. Sharon Stone makes a guest appearance. Oh, in the first episode or something, in right? The fifth, the fifth or sixth episode. Oh. It's the only episode I watched because I saw Sharon Stone. I was like, Sharon Stone's going to improv right now. I'm going to go ahead and watch that. She is such a fucking bitch. Oh, and it's she's, amazing. She's it's so amazing. Uh, she's like, and the funny thing is, is that her whole thing, if I, if I may, <laughs> and I think it was in her book, maybe one of her books or she's, she's spoken publicly about like everyone wanting to fuck her. Right. And she's like, was sick of it. And she doesn't want to deal with that. And it makes her sick and all this shit. The fucking joke that he d did with her was, or, you know, no matter what happens, we cannot fall in love with each other. And she was, I really feel like her true feeling was like, fuck you. You know <laughs> what I mean? Why the fuck are you doing this with me? Do it with Kim fucking Dr. Ken. But no, you're doing it with me. Yeah. Like she's like, she's no chance. Like, and Gay. she literally goes, <laughs> no, 
<laughs> and he's like, no, you don't even, even in this eye? And she's like, nothing. No. <laughs> and it was just, she was giving you, bitch, cunt, over it, fuck off. Brandy Howard. Yeah. Kim Cattrall. So she's got like large Kim Cattrall energy, right? She is so toppy and just yeah. like. She's the power, the queen of the oof. power scene. If you ever want to get damn. deep into acting, oof. just go and watch Sharon Stone and her power scenes where you're just like. She it's is hot in the kitchen. Unafraid. Well, Susan, not to be confused with Sharon. <laughs> um, also a top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was great in Atlanta. Yeah. Great energy. And she sent a huge a la Sharon Stone. It's a big postcard. Yeah. It's it's an eight by ten. That's an eight by ten. Literally an eight by ten that you would then flip on that side to, I guess, make it a ten, <laughs> ten by, by eight. eight. Mm hmm. She, we've gotten some big postcards. Jason Moss's is large. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Aaron, Aaron Cornova sent his with Sean Mendez, mm-hmm. but that's him and Sean Mendez. Right. So that's big. Um, yes. Lori right. McCollum, hers is big. Jen Corcoran and the family. We've got some big postcards, but I think this might be the first eight by 10. It's big. And it's definitely big. Yeah. It's got me and you on it. Yes. And then it's got Sasha Flick's sister, which oh, I think yes. is fucking awesome. Yes, yes, Because she yes, was at yes. the show. That's right. So that's right. The, the, the 14, <laughs> I mean, the family on the drug den bulletin board just goes deep. I'm, I love I love Susan, Suze, for sending that to us. Suze, schmooze with Suze, schmooze with Suze Stone. Julie and Brandy, please don't be mad that this lazy ass bitch is just now getting around to sending these pics from Atlanta. Not sure if it's laziness or procrastination that wins, but might as well just call me Procast Anita. Oh. Procast Anita? Procast Anita. That's her drag name. That's her drag name. I can't believe it is fucking February of Do You 22. Seems like yesterday I got to meet my new best friends, aka goddesses Julie and Brandy. I have been a wash of wine and weed ever since Atlanta, but I've been keeping up with y'all via DGP and Patreon. The pics on the front are three best friends, me, Susan Stone, and goddess JNP. Second pick is me and Abby Cadabra. Third pick is me and Casey from durham who bought me drinks shout out casey anyway love you two so much keep up all the amazing work you do and i'll catch y'all soon with a curated gift box love susan stone now i'm not sure if casey (laughs) is sasha flicks i can't imagine that they went sasha and then they went casey with the names there i think casey might be like the husband of sasha flicks sister oh okay because if you're going with sasha the sister's name's got to be like anastasia or misha yeah (laughs) or maybe talk about ukrainian look at these two uh, ukrainian spies russian spies sasha fleek and misha (laughs) we're going to enjoy podcasts and entertainment we don't mind her sister is like energy like her though so sweet like they just like so positive and she was so fun yeah um Suze, you bitch. <laughs> we love you. And you know what's great about this pick? Mm. Um, one, I look good. So it's going to write up. You do look good. It reminded me that. And I. Oh, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. <laughs> it's only because your hair. Bro- you look cute. Uh-huh. You go look on, cute. Just go ahead. No, you look cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm super happy when you put your glasses in the front of your shirt like that. <laughs> I mean, just, <laughs> just, just okay. Well, we hadn't drank, and this reminded me that right now when we're on our sober journey, which is fucking balls hard mm. and awful. Oh, horrible. We didn't drink for three weeks before the Atlanta show. And the thing was, <sighs> you know, just, and this is what happens when you don't drink. I literally look like a lollipop head. I'm down to my birth weight. And I'm into it. 
that doesn't happen to me. I don't know why. You look. You know what? You are rosy cheeked, mm-hmm. and we've, we've already had a couple of drinks by this point, though. We had drink for the three. eyes are slits, the face <laughs> is puffy. <You laughs> the, there cute. is no color on the skin. Remember, Susan said we were goddesses. Okay. Now I do want to say that um, <laughs> I want to let Ben Pitt know. Uh, not to be confused with Brad Pitt. Basically, Brad Pitt and Sharon yes, Stone. Yes, yes. Ben sent us a cross stitch <laughs> picture of our logo, of okay. our Nope logo. Yeah. And it's, we cherish it. Cherish. Not to be confused with this cross stitch that Hannah sent from Traction Levers. N- yeah, New Zealand, which is your haiku <laughs> from the Patreon. Traction levers on bended knee. <laughs> so we love that as well. We fucking love a cross stitch oh, over here. I have one framed at my front door at home that says, go fuck yourself. Wonderful. And one time I saw the people's couch people like filming it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are you filming that? And they're like, um, we had like a guest producer or something. And they were like, oh, Marcy wants to get one made. I'm like, go fuck yourself, Marcy. <laughs> okay. Read the sign. Read the sign. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, really. Like. I mean- I mean, there's not much. If you see a cross-stitch sign that says go fuck yourself, you probably don't want to do anything near it. Yeah, just take a You want to just go fuck off. Fly picture with your iPhone. (laughs) Yeah, you don't. Or take a picture with your mind's eye. I don't think you need a picture of it. I don't think you need this exact replica. I think you know that person who made that cross-stitch and has it framed framed in their home that whoever lives there Mm, it's just kind of want you Once, to fuck off. Yeah, I want you to go fuck yourself <laughs> off to the thousand suns. Okay? Exactly. Marcy. Mm. Well, Ben sent us the cross stitch and we love it. Hannah sent hers and it was already framed. Right. So we just put it right up. It's right in where Dumpling jumps and ruins and threatens yeah. to shatter it every day. Yeah. And I'm like, Dumpling, yep. you are going to get your hair pulled so hard. <laughs> yep. And right near so, your man vagina, <laughs> I'm going to pull one single hair and it's going to yeah, hurt. I'm going to pull through by your barbed tiny <laughs> penis that you used to rape other cats with. No, he doesn't still have it, does he? Well, he, he has his penis. But it's not barbed still, is it? Because it can't well, be Well, there's used. no balls. So does the barb go away with the balls? I don't know. I don't really know. Barbs and balls. That's the name of our um, <laughs> it's the name of our pub. Hey, guys. Welcome to my channel, Barbs and Balls. Oh, yeah. The pub, Barbs yeah, and Balls. It's good. Barbs and balls. Yeah. That's really good. I think it's a good There'll be pictures pub. of all cats everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like a uh, lesbian pub and like you know a what? gay guy pub. I'll be honest with you. I would love, I definitely romanticize like owning a bar. Oh God. I'm with you. And like a pub type, like walking I in. I want you to actually run it. And then I sit there and drink <laughs> and eat different fried foods that you send out. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at that life. Like about, of, of li- but, but I, I imagine it in. A small, small town, a small town, like a, whether it's like a, it's European feeling. So if it were in yeah. LA, it would have to be like, no, it a, can't be in LA. That's right. Gross. Yeah. We want to be, yeah. Either Europe would be, be in a good. village. I want to be in yeah. like where Ricky Gervais does his show. Right. The afterlife show. And that's where you live in a cute brick house that you walk to the pub that you yeah. run. We're suddenly we're in like a lifetime movie, but I'm not mad. And we just eat fried like we introduced this village to like jalapeno poppers and all bar food oh, that they don't because they're maybe, like where's you know the what? fish and chips and we're like no bitch we're doing cheese sticks maybe the later life the later in life chapter oh. is going to be that it's not going to be retiring to palm springs and laying around it's no. going to be running a pub and me being a full-time drunk which was always <laughs> in the cards can't wait can't wait well ben <laughs> we finally got ben's cross stitch mm-hmm. framed 
we took it down to Michael's, mm-hmm. which was a travesty. But I'm not going to say the music in Michael's was good. We you walked right in, and you it was like, like into it. it was Ariana Grande. <laughs> And I was just, and it was a bumping too. It was like blasting. And I was like, fuck yeah, bitch. And mm-hmm. I was like, getting my life at Michael's. Yeah. So we framed that. And then the, the bird, the backyard birds of Southern California, beautiful poster that so Lauren good. Jacobs got so for the bird cafe. It looks so good. And we, we framed it and we hung it. And it looks so good. And you've already gone up and tried to be like, it's a warbler. <laughs> yes. It's a tea time warbler. <laughs> It's a tea time warbler. Look who's there. I had to make sure that, well, you cleaned the double-sided mirror so that I could stand there and look at them. And, you know, the warbler, the TT, the teat, the teat mouse, the... The renster. The renster, the ritster. <laughs> you know, we're still waiting for the super colorful birds. But right now we're in the browns. We're in the browns and we have been, some reds. We've been There's in the some browns. Reds. There's fairly. some reds. Hmm. <laughs> Now it's time for JoJo and Kiki, State of the Union edition. Mm. Lock the doors, lower the blinds, fire up the smoke machine, and put on your heels. Because I know exactly what we need. JoJo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Lock the doors. JoJo and Kiki. I'm going to let you have it. JoJo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Die. Honey. All right. So last week, Jojo and Kiki delivered their first State of the Union since taking office. On Tuesday, March 1st, President Joe Biden <laughs> gave an hour long speech in front of a bunch of rotted Republicans and entitled Democrats in the House chamber, while Vice President Kamala Harris and Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi sat behind him, making history and exploding wops all around the world. And I mean, we've seen it before a few times, but mm. Mm. seeing both women sitting behind him during the first official State of the Union for the Biden-Harris administration Mm -hmm. was a pussy explosion (laughs) on another level. I think it has to be said and was clear. I mean, just, we were fucking whopping the fuck out. Whopping was great. And we know it's been a week, and anyone who didn't watch the State of the Union live on Tuesday has probably seen clips and highlights on social media. But this show is called Dumb Gay Politics, and it's where we talk about politics like we're talking about reality TV. So we are doing a JoJo and Kiki State of the Union recap for all the dumb gays out there who are treating the State of the Union the way I'm treating the Russian invasion of Ukraine. (laughs) You mean like it's not happening? It doesn't matter and you don't care anyway? Exactly. I mean, I do care technically, Mm Mamau. I just can't get invested until after the Salt Lake City reunion (laughs) is over. Then I'll go get my baby gorgeous Ukrainian Olympic twins. Oh, that makes sense. I find it hard to care about it all, too. You know, plus we have this podcast, the Patreon podcast. There's a lot going on. Uh, my my health journey, my sober journey, me, our sober our, journey, our, our yeah, health our. journey. It's mine and my yours st- together. We're sharing it. <laughs> yes, see, that's true. It's hard for me too. I know. <laughs> my stomach journey. You have you, that alone. You have. Yeah, thank you. My gut journey, my digestion journey. Okay, you know what I mean. This There's cleanse a lot of journey. this time. My- I don't recommend doing a cleanse sober because we <sighs> have just shit. The bed. <laughs> there is so much going on. It's just hard. And you know what? We don't talk about politics at all in our Patreon podcast. So 
I can see why you'd be like, fuck it. Well, that's not really why, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of our Patreon podcast, though, if anyone here is like Brandy and you'd rather not hear about politics, please check out the free episode of our Patreon podcast. The link to listen is in the description of this episode. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, and no stress. It's just us being weird and talking about bullshit for two full hours every single week. Okay. Okay. So uh, we aren't going to recap the entire State of the Union address, just the parts we decided were important. Right, Mamau? Yeah. So if you don't hear something, we either thought it was repetitive rhetoric or some boring bullshit. And if you're waiting for us to talk about a part that you loved that was neither, but you still don't hear us talk about it, then just know we probably loved it, too. We just don't have time to talk about it here. Exactly. I mean, this is an hour show and we need to fucking clip cloppity clip clop on. Oh, and, and, and by the way, there's also the reactions. I mean, there's a lot that we're not going to be able to get yeah, to. Yeah, a lot. I you mean, just I mean? him walking and leaving the State of the Union. <sighs> it's a whole. Maybe we'll do that next week. Yeah, and, go- and the governor of Iowa, the Republican response. Oh, yeah. All that. So here's the beginning, which is technically both repetitive and bullshit, as it's just incessant clapping while Joe Biden says, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thanks, buddy, thank you, <laughs> over and over and over and over. But we thought it was important to play this in order to set the stage and paint the picture for those of our 14 listeners who didn't see it. So basically, imagine, if you will, they are in the huge house chamber that all the douche dicks invaded on January 6th. That's right. The audience is filled with different Republicans and Democrats from Congress and the Supreme Court. Members of Biden's cabinet, like Transportation Secretary <laughs> Pete Buttigieg and Energy Secretary. And Jerry Secretary. <laughs> yes. And Energy Secretary Jennifer Grandma's Home and Grandma's Pretty Granholm. And then different invited guests like Francis Haugen, the Facebook whistleblower. Kamala Harris is sitting behind Joe Biden to his right. And next to her is Speaker of the House nancy pelosi okay so kamala harris is in a chocolate brown suit with a chocolate brown blouse underneath and i'm just i just have to say and with all the love Mm -hmm. flowing out of me downstairs yes i'm not feeling this thing that her style team is doing uh with the brown suits and blouses and it's definitely a thing they're doing it's not just this event yes 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 um yes yes. but that aside it it's a clearly a move they're making and i'm sure there's a reason they're making this move there's probably whole fucking market yeah focus groups dedicated to that so fine just fine her hair and face look fucking gorgeous (laughs) okay and i i try so hard not to sexualize her, mm-hmm. but she looked so fucking sexy, okay, mm-hmm. that night. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was, like, dying. But you're allowed to. Then we have Nancy Pelosi sitting next to her, giving the entire look we needed for the hashtag goals memes blasting through the internet. Oh, my God. If that bitch is not the fucking epitome of hashtag goals... I don't know what is. She's goddamn 80 years old. She looks fucking pretty. Okay. She looks legitimately pretty to me. Her face. I'm like this. She's so pretty. Her hair is sitting. She's wearing a blazer in American flag blue with a string of pearls looking like a rich bitch Mm. whose power is large because she's in motherfucking charge. (laughs) Which is 
which has also been known to turn out the ladies. It has. With Nance Pelosi, oh. it's all about the untouchable straight lady chase with, with her. Yeah. Like, yes, if yes. I worked anywhere in her orbit, uh-huh. it would keep, literally keep me up at night trying to figure out how to get her to notice me. Like, Nance Pelosi, I would be tossing and turning like, how do I... In fact, you know what? That might become my new soothing sleep routine. Instead of fantasizing about Lamar Odom hooking up with Shayna Mokler and ratioing Khloe Kardashian to dust, I'm going to sit and think about different ways I can make Nancy Pelosi notice me. And like, because Nancy Pelosi almost seems, her power is such a glacier, it almost seems asexual. So mm. to get her to crack in any way, mm. you know what I mean? Yes. Just flirting, 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 Nance Pelosi flirting. I'm going to use it to get to sleep. That's good. I, I like that. And I'm going to keep thinking about Jean-Luc Picard, adult adopting me on the new season. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want that for you. I want an adult adoption for you by Jean-Luc Picard. I would really, I would love it. We could sit, we'd talk about space and... French. So that's basically the scene that you described as we come into the beginning of the State of the Union. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And a lot of clap thank breaks. Thank you all very much. Thank you, Jenna. Everyone's in their Ukrainian colors. Very important. Blue and yellow. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Thank you all very, very much. Fingering herself. <laughs> Thank you. Please. Thank you so much. Madam Speaker, Mm. Madam Vice President and our First Lady and Second Gentlemen, members of Congress and the Cabinet, Justice of the Supreme Court, my fellow Americans. Last year, COVID-19 kept us apart. This year, we're finally together again. Tonight... (laughs) Yay! Nancy Pelosi is beaming. Tonight, we meet as Democrats, Republicans, and Independents, Mm. but most importantly, as Americans. Mm -hmm. We need to one another, to America, to the American people, to the Constitution, and an unwavering resolve that freedom will always triumph over tyranny. All right, so then he goes right into talking about Putin sending the Russian army to invade Ukraine, which I really wanted to just leave out in the interest of time, but we decided to keep it so that we could sort of chop it up and converse about it, and also because you love talking and hearing about it, Mamau. I do. I really do. (laughs) We, the United States of America, stand with the Ukrainian people. Throughout our history, we've learned this lesson. When dictators... Do not pay a price for their aggression. They cause more chaos. They keep moving. And the cost, the threats to America and America to the world keeps rising. That's why the NATO alliance was created, to secure peace and stability in Europe after World War II. I didn't know that. The United States is a member, along with 29 other nations. It matters. American diplomacy matters. American resolve matters. Putin's latest attack on Ukraine was premeditated and totally unprovoked. He rejected repeated, repeated efforts at diplomacy. He thought the West and NATO wouldn't respond. He thought he could divide us at home in this chamber and this nation. He thought he could divide us in Europe as well. But Putin was wrong. We are ready. We are united, and that's what we did. We stayed united. We prepared, 
extensively and carefully. We spent months building coalitions of other freedom-loving nations in Europe and the Americas to, from America to the Asian. God, his pocket square is sitting, though. It's like 13 people came and steamed out that handkerchief and then perfectly ironed it. And the guy wears a suit. The guy wears really a suit. Sorry to looks. say it. The guy wears a suit. His stylist is working. African continents yep. to confront Putin. Like many of you, I spent countless hours unifying your European allies. We shared with the world in advance what we knew Putin was planning and precisely how we would try to falsify and justify his aggression. We countered Russia's lies with the truth. And now, now that he's acted, the three free world is holding him accountable, along with 27 members of the European Union, including France, Germany, Italy, as well as countries like the United Kingdom, Canada, Japan, Korea, Australia, New Zealand, and many others, even Switzerland, are inflicting pain on Russia no. and supporting the people of Ukraine. <laughs> Putin is now isolated from the world mm. more than he has ever been. Together... I don't know that we're inflicting pain. Are we doing anything? I mean, the sanctions are definitely, like, economically fucking Russia, fucking Putin, fucking the oligarchs, which is great. But he's not completely fucked yet. He's not... He is not fucked enough. Not nearly, because he's still, A, alive, and B, he's still waging the war, and C, the military and other people are listening to him. So, there's that. I do want to just, what he said about NATO, for anybody who doesn't know, or if you're watching, the whole thing with NATO is that after World War II, the countries got together, and they were like, we will not let this happen again, and Hitler is terrible, and genocide is awful in Europe, and like all of this stuff. Right. So they came together. However, Ukraine is not a part of NATO. Russia is not a part of NATO. So well, that means that together their treaty, if anyone were to, let's say, invade France, the United States would go and help fight. Yeah. But we are not, Ukraine isn't in that, which is why we're not technically fighting, but we're saying a lot of stuff. So that is also why Ukraine has been begging to get into, to have an emergency edict to get into NATO. So what do they mean when they t are talking about fly space everywhere? So the f Ukraine wants their fly space cut off to Russia, meaning that if Russia were to fly a plane through Ukraine, they could technically shoot them down. And also... But can't they do that now? Yeah, yeah. They, they want us to shoot them yes. down. Yeah, but that's that. this is the sort of the main crux of the kind of the issue as to what everybody's here is fighting about or what Republicans love yelling about. Mer Meghan McCain is loving to yell about, we're not doing enough. We need to get Putin. We need to shut the airspace. We need NATO. And it's like, okay, okay. where were you for the 5,000 other wars? It's fine. So there's a lot to unpack. We don't necessarily have time tonight, but. So then he, he bombed like a nuclear plant, Putin. He didn't, he he took, he took over, over four nuclear plants, the biggest plants. And the thing is, is that they're saying in Europe. And that's why it's also sort of like kind of shitty that Ukraine is considered to be part of Europe, but they're not in NATO. So there is a lot of shittiness involved here. However, the fact that the Russians were able to take these fucking nuclear plants is egregious and horrendous. And those nuclear plants are the source of energy for half of Europe. 
So then what's the deal with like the gas prices? Like what is that? So part of the thing that's going on here, everyone, and I know it's hideous. I have a truck. You have a gas guzzler too. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Um, Why? Because it's like a six cylinder? Yeah, and you have to use premium gas, and you, oh. and you have a big engine. That car is, like, heavy and big. and mm, So cool. we probably – anyway, so basically we get a lot of oil from Russia. And so now we're not going to take the oil for a while, if not ever again, and we're going to try and cut them off of our money for energy. So – and that's why Russia is rich in general is because of energy. That's where 80% of their wealth comes from in the energy sector. They sell gas or oil to China, to America, and to Europe, and to many, many places. So when you hear Republicans particularly saying, open up the Arctic, it's time to kill the polar bears. We need to do it now. As you played for me earlier, Jen Psaki told Peter fucking douchebag, Peter Ducey, we've got 9,000 oil licenses that are not being used to drill in this country for oil to ease the the gas prices in this country for a while but they're not being used that i don't know why so we are our gas prices are going up they were going up anyway because of the pandemic because of their, the gas prices were going to go up the we're, we're already going up because of what happened during the pandemic with russia it just fucking exploded because we don't we're not going to buy their oil so now our gas prices went fucking insane however and we've been talking about it for weeks. Instead of complaining, it is the thing that you want to you want to know what you can do to help Ukraine is to pay those fucking gas prices and shut the fuck up. Just do it and sacrifice it and do it. So um, not only do you pay the most highest gas, you do premium gas. So you're already paying the most in gas. We're in California. We pay the most in gas in general because we have the cleanest gas. So California makes it. The reason why California's gas is so expensive is because they make it, they try to make it as clean as possible and as fucking environmentally whatever as possible. That's why it's so expensive. So now we have the most expensive gas in the country and now you're paying the most expensive gas because you have the most fucking expensive gas that goes in the fucking expensive car. So how much is gas a gallon? It's up to like five ninety five a gallon. It's up to $6 in some places. So what was it before? The cheapest I've ever seen it here in LA is probably three nineteen. So, oh, so it like doubled. And that is fucking insane. I'm sure it's three nineteen right now in let's say Boston or Texas, where it's like half the price as it is. They're paying a dollar seventy five a gallon, if not two dollars a gallon, and that's probably they're like, Oh no, the gas. We're paying up to six dollars <laughs> a gallon. Okay? I love feeling like a hero so here. You should feel like a hero. And the thing is that we have to just suck it up and fucking do it until we are able a, it's not about opening the fucking Arctic. And it's not about fucking figuring out how to get more oil and coal and bullshit. It's about now. I mean, if you want to talk about if the on a silver platter, the, the discussion for having to turn and transition into green energy. I mean, here it is. Like, fuck Russia. Fuck China. Fuck Saudi Arabia. Let's go. And it isn't like, let's drill. Let's drill. It's let's figure out new forms of energy, please. God. Okay, so here he is talking about the American Rescue Plan and how he got it done and how the shit really did help a lot of Americans. And meanwhile, here come the fucking Republican jizz hecklers <laughs> in the audience literally booing like they're at a football game. What in the actual 
fuck. Oh, they boo and heckle him the whole time. The whole time. We meet tonight in an America that has lived through two of the hardest years this nation has ever faced. The pandemic has been punishing. And so many families are living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to keep up with the rising cost of food, gas, housing, and so much more. I understand, like many of you did. My dad had to leave his home in Scranton, Pennsylvania, to find work. So like many of you, I grew up in a family when the price of food went up, it was felt throughout the family. It had an impact. That's when one of the first things I did as president was fight to pass the American Rescue Plan. Because people were hurting, we needed to act, and we did. Few pieces of legislation have done more at a critical moment in our history to lift us out of a crisis. It fueled our efforts to vaccinate the nation and combat COVID-19, delivered immediate economic relief to tens of millions of Americans. It helped put food on the table. Remember those long lines of cars waiting for hours just to get a box of food put in their trunk? It cut the cost of health care insurance. And as my dad used to say, it gave the people just a little bit of breathing room. Is that what your dad used to say about COVID? Unlike the $2 trillion tax <laughs> cut passed in the previous administration that benefited the top 1% of Americans, the American Rescue Plan... Oh, uh-uh. The American Rescue Plan helped working people and left no one behind. They really tried. Folks, They really tried to start booing mm -hmm. Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader <laughs> Chuck Schum, stood the fuck up, mm -hmm. like in the middle of them booing. And then you see like the other Democrats like behind Chuck Schum, like laughing, like, oh, come on, Chuck. Yeah. But like they really tried it. They tried, tried to start booing. They tried to start booing when he said that the tax um, cuts only help the top one percent as if that's not true. The level I, I literally he just is like. Remember when people had to sit in the lines of their cars and they're waiting for food and look what we had to do and we gave people relief. There isn't anything that the Republicans, they just have no shame. No shame. They'll be like, no, 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 no. If Trump were president, COVID wouldn't have, never, it's your fault. <laughs> e Hillary's emails. Like they're, they, they, they're grasping at straws. It's pathetic. Pathetic. This general was on um, MSNBC, and I wrote it down. And of course, now I don't have his fucking name. But they were talking to him about about the the Russia part of the State of the Union. Mm -hmm. And before he went on to talk about it, he had this to say. Mm. Well, it was very strong presentation. It was particularly strong when it came to Ukraine and our support. And I, you know, I think he spoke to our values as much as anything else. I gotta add though, I've been at four State of the Union presentations as a cabinet officer uh, for a Democratic president and the political atmosphere is so rancid, rancid. and juvenile by the opposing party uh, that it takes away a sense of balance and, and thoughtfulness. But Mr. Biden did a great job and uh, thank God he did. Look. Rancid and juvenile, the opposite, the opposing party. You can't say it any better than that. They are rancid and juvenile. The political atmosphere yeah. inside the State of the Union. Yeah, it's crazy. They, 
the, the guy hasn't even been talking for 15 minutes yet, and they're already fucking booing just the truth. All right, so here he is next, talking about the economy and more specifically jobs, which Trump never shut the fuck up about. And turns out, sweetie, JoJo and Kiki created more jobs in one year than ever before in the history of the United States of America. So take that, maggots. Yeah, maybe they're shitty jobs and maybe no one wants them because they don't pay enough because the Republicans plus Joe Mandouche and Kirsten Gizema voted against equal rights, equal pay, and raising the minimum wage. But still, they're there in their jobs. And when the minimum raise does get raised and that bill does finally pass, which raises it, the jobs are fucking there. Created jobs, lots of jobs. In fact, our economy created over six... 0.5 million new jobs just last year. More jobs in one year than ever before in the history of the United States of America. The economy grew at a rate of 5.7 last year, the strongest growth rate in 40 years. And the first step in bringing fundamental change to our economy that hasn't worked for working people in this nation for too long. For the past 40 years, we were told the tax break for those at the top and benefits would trickle down and everyone would, would benefit. But that trickle-down theory led to a weaker economic growth, mm -hmm. lower wages, bigger deficits, mm -hmm. and a widening gap mm -hmm. between the top mm -hmm. and everyone else in, in, in nearly a century. Look, <laughs> Vice President Harris and I ran for office, and I realize we have fundamental disagreements on this, but ran for office with a new economic vision for America. Invest in America. Educate Americans. Grow the workforce. Build the economy from the bottom up and the middle out, not from the top down. Because we know. Because we know. Vice President Harris and I ran for office. Ugh! She's sitting behind him and she's like beaming and smiling at the back of his head. It's like he, a lot of his campaign, like the majority of him running for office, you know, she, they only announced that they were, that she was his running mate, like in like, july or august i yeah, thought not, and then they yeah. and then the, the election was in november yep. so i mean he had been going for well over a year so it's just like vice president harris and i ran for us i'm just i can't take it i just i can't <laughs> i get so i just i'm so into it it's so great and i love that he said trickle down economics is the cornerstone of republicanism it's the cornerstone of conservative politics they love talking about trickle down economics it was the cornerstone of reagan people love reagan they think he was great they think he changed the economy but as we know and what biden is pointing out is that trickle down economics fucks the economy and it fucks working people and that is the truth so whenever you hear somebody talk about reagan or trickle down economics at least factually speaking and in our opinion it is bullshit garbage trash here he is talking about infrastructure. When the middle class grows, the poor have a way up and the wealthy do very well. Mm -hmm. America used to have the best roads, bridges, and airports on earth. And now our infrastructure is ranked 13th in the world. Tragic. We won't be able to compete for the jobs of the 21st century if we don't fix it. Fucking bullshit. That's why it was so important to pass the bipartisan infrastructure law. And I thank my Republican friends to join, to invest, rebuild America. The single biggest investment in history. It was a bipartisan effort, and I want to thank the members of both parties who worked to make it happen. We're done talking about infrastructure weeks. We're now talking about an infrastructure decade. Oh, yeah, bitch. I mean, 
how great uh, just just to point out he's the only politician not uh, not the, the only there isn't another republican politician who has the grace and class that he just showed like thanking them the bipartisan effort there's no bipartisan effort no. it is a, 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 a teeth fucking pulling clawing, up at dawn yes, pride swallowing siege. siege and they do not make it easy and they fucking blow and he's trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and that's fucking class right there and we're fucking 13th in infrastructure that is embarrassing and unacceptable yeah. And on that note, here's JoJo throwing some light shade at fucking China and in turn the Republicans, basically saying that if they don't start supporting the middle class and helping working class people, then we won't be able to compete with China, who is making us eat their dust and their ass every second of the day. It's going to, it's going to transform America to put us in a path to win the economic competition of the 21st century that we face with the rest of the world, particularly China. I told Xi Jinping, it's never been a good bet to bet against the American people. We'll create good jobs for millions of Americans, modernizing roads, airports, ports, waterways, all across America. And we'll do it to withstand the devastating effects of climate change and promote environmental justice. We'll build a national network of 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations. Begin to replace the poisonous lead pipes so every child, every American has clean water to drink at home and at school. We're going to provide lots of standing ovations. Provide affordable, it's exhausting to watch. High-speed internet for every American, rural, suburban, urban, and tribal communities. Four thousand projects have already been announced. Many of you have announced them in your districts, and tonight. I'm announcing that this year we will start fixing over 65,000 miles of highway and 1,500 bridges in disrepair. And this is all the, the infrastructure, all to compete with China. Like, let's go. But Hillary's emails, when literally. We use <laughs> taxpayers' dollars to rebuild America, we're going to do it by buying America. Buy American products. Support American jobs. The federal government spends about $600 billion a year to keep this country safe and secure. There's been a law on the books for almost a century to make sure taxpayers' dollars support American jobs and businesses. Every administration, Democrat or Republican, says they'll do it. But we're actually, we're actually doing it. We'll buy America to make sure every everything from the deck of an aircraft oh, no. carrier to the steel on highway guardrails <laughs> is made in America from beginning to end all of it all of it all of it you can you can make fun of him and we do i mean in a loving it, way love, love. With we're love, celebrating with love and you know he's fine but whatever but um you just the, if you if you have a problem with buying American, selling American, American jobs, replacing poisonous lead pipes, giving a broadband to children, um, better bridges, better roads. 
I don't understand what you're doing here. And how can you sit and constantly <laughs> bitch and complain? And we see because we watch The View. So we see yes, every Republican right. dumb bitch pundit that yes. they fucking trot onto yes. The View. And they all have the same talking points. China, China, yep. China, 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 China. And they're not wrong. Look, we need to compete with China. But it's like, how can you sit and stand in the fucking light of we are letting China make us their bitch and that's Democrats letting China make them their bitch and then vote against infrastructure, which is the only way we can compete with China. Well, exactly. And that Joe Biden literally is begging you to get these things done. So when those dumb, that cunt that was on The View recently and any of these Republicans, Biden isn't doing enough, Biden isn't doing enough, but it isn't Biden. It's the Republicans. He's it begging is. to sign bills. He's asking you to bring the bill to his desk. He wants to do it all. Equality, voting, infrastructure. He wants to do it all. But you know who doesn't? Republicans. And they want to act like they want to be competitive with China. They don't. But they don't. Because how can you compete if you don't train your team, if you don't practice, if you don't give yep. your team uniforms and let them they come to practice? No, they want to work for China. Yeah, they, they want to send their fucking entire company to China. They want LeBron James to fucking apologize to china yep. they want john cena to apologize to china yeah. it's fucking gross you're disgusting if you're a republican i'm very sorry i'm talking to you directly i doubt any are listening i'm we've met a few and they're very nice but it's just like you need to stop <laughs> okay so here he is expounding on the china shade by urging republicans in congress to stop blocking the bipartisan innovation act exactly what you're saying that they fucking block everything and he is begging a lot of the state of the union he's asking them and urging them i wouldn't say begging but urging them to help pass these bills and get the momentum going now this is called the bipartisan innovation act we didn't even know what the fuck it was but we got so fucking whopped out on it once we heard jojo talking about it but folks To compete for the jobs of the future, we also need a loving playing field Level. with China and other competitors. That's right. That's why it's so important to pass the Bipartisan Innovation Act sitting in Congress that will make record investments in emerging technologies why and American manufacturing. Because of Republicans. We used to invest almost 2% of our GDP in research and development. We don't This is your fault. Can't. China is. Let me give you one example why it's so important to pass. Okay. If you travel 20 miles east of Columbus, Ohio. I love this. You'll find a thousand empty acres of land. Ugh. It won't look like much. But if you stop and look closely, you'll see a field of dreams. Oh, boy. The ground in which America's future will be built. That's where Intel, the American company that helped build Silicon Valley, is going to build a $20 billion semiconductor megasite. Mm. Up to eight state-of-the-art factories in wow. one place. 10,000 new jobs. And in those factories, the average job about $135, $135,000 a year. Some of the most sophisticated manufacturing in the world to make com computer chips the size of a fingertip. The power of the world in everyday lives, from smartphones, technology, the, the Every internet, single thing technology we use is yet those to batteries. be invented. But that's just the beginning. Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger, who is here tonight, I know where Pat is. Pat. Shout buddy. out, Pat. Where are you, buddy? <laughs> hey, Pat. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, bud. 
Pat came to see me and he told me they're ready to increase their investment from 20 billion to 100 billion. Mm. That would be the biggest investment in manufacturing in American history. Wow. And all they're waiting for is for you to pass this bill. So let's not wait any longer. Send it to my desk, I'll sign it. And we'll really take off in a big way. But no, 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 we won't do it. Mitch McConnell won't do it. Republicans won't do it. Kevin fucking McCarthy sitting there talking shit. Steve Scalise, Marjorie Taylor fucking douche, Lauren Well, I don't know. I mean, when I looked up the Bipartisan Innovation Act, I saw one that was introduced by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schum, Mm. and it supposedly passed the Senate in June of last year. So I don't know if it's sitting in the House, which would be Marjorie Taylor fuckface whore Mm -hmm. and all of them, but we have control of the House. So I don't really understand (sighs) if that's not the correct bill. But like, first of all, shout out Ohio. You better work with your fucking thousand fucking acre intel land and all the jobs in ohio and that's all we know from carrie transu rigby that she you can i think you can or no she's kentucky i don't know there's you can definitely it's in with drivable from like other states around there you know so it's like well, a lot of jobs back, for a lot know, of people detroit and and all the manufacturing there was tons of manufacturing jobs in in this country and they all went to china and mexico and india because people like trump so that is Republican shit. Like, well, now they're going to do this and these semiconductors. That's going to that's amazing, us, which is great. The fact that that's one that that's not talked about more in the lamestream, lamestream news media. Yep. And two, that it's sitting around. Republicans are such hypocrites. Yep. It's just I'm sorry. And so are Democrats, whatever Democrats. I'm sure there are Democrats sitting there that won't pass it in the House going. Oh, it's terrible for the environment. And, and maybe and they're probably not wrong. But we can't have everything. We got to, if you want to compete with China, I mean, that's why Eric Swalwell, when we had him on, he said he was on that, that caucus because it was about figuring out a way to use like our existing minds and these things. Well, I think that there is definitely a way and certainly greater, as uh, the, here's a, here's a phrase I hate hearing, like people with a higher pay grade than mine are paid to figure it out. But we are where we are. It's like, we have to learn to live with COVID. It's like COVID's here and now we have to deal with it. But you know what I mean? So it's like, we know that these chips are the way of the future. We know that they do what we need. We need them. So we may as well figure out how can we in the best, safest, cleanest way possible with regulation. And the thing is, Democrats are the only ones who are going to do regulation. Republicans would do the same thing, but they would be like, let's make the batteries in the water and feed it to the fish and kill your kids and go blind. We don't care. Too bad for you. I'm rich. Right. That's exactly right. Okay, here he is talking about the bullshit narrative surrounding inflation and the economy. Okay. A significant resurgence of manufacturing. And with all the bright spots in our economy, record job growth, higher wages, too many families are struggling to keep up with their bills. Inflation is robbing them of gains they thought otherwise they would be able to feel. I get it. That's why my top priority is getting prices under control. Look, our economy roared back faster than almost anyone predicted. But the pandemic meant that businesses had a hard time hiring enough people because of the pandemic to keep up production in their factories. So you didn't have people making those beams that went into buildings because they were out. The factory was closed. The panic also disrupted the global supply chain. Factories closed. 
When that happens, it takes longer to make goods and get them to the warehouses, to the stores, and go, prices go up. Look at cars last year. One-third of all the inflation was because of automobile sales. There weren't enough semiconductors to make all the cars that people wanted to buy. Yep. And guess what? Prices of automobiles went way up, especially used vehicles as well. When, He's like, so I sold three cars. Yeah. <laughs> I sent Jill out to our old cars. <laughs> to drive down wages and make Americans poorer. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages. That's right. That's Folks, right. That means make more cars and semiconductors in America. Yes. More infrastructure and innovation in America. More goods moving faster and cheaper in America. More jobs where you can earn a good living in America. Instead of relying on foreign supply chains, let's make it in America. What, what's there to argue? You can't argue with it, and yet Republicans will sit there and boo and argue with that. It should be everything you love. Making it America, keeping it in America, selling America. America, 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 yeah, America, America. You patriots. should fucking love it. Yeah. You should love it. What is the problem? I'm sure that he's getting problems from, from Democrats, too, that because of, like the you know environment and who knows what what like i said what comes along with making these semiconductors i'm quite sure there's no way that bill doesn't pass congress when we own congress and it already passed the senate that's democrats that's yeah. probably the liberal democratic caucus in the right. house which is huge yes. stopping it so democrats need to get on board too motherfucker that is get true. on board motherfuckers that's true Okay, so here he is discussing his quote-unquote economic plan, which is basically the Build Back Better agenda, which is basically the human fucking infrastructure bill, which basically would have passed already were it not for Kirsten Gizema and Joe Mandouche, <laughs> who is literally sitting with the toxic Republican heckler crew yep. during the Democratic president's first motherfucking State of the Union. It is blasphemy. <laughs> Why are Democrats such dicks sometimes? Like, I just... Uh, Top business leaders, and I believe most Americans support the plan. And here's the plan. First, cut the cost of prescription drugs. No. <laughs> Let's keep them high. We pay more Boo. Boo. for the same drug produced by the same company in America than any other country in the world. Who pay me, though? Just look at insulin. One in ten Americans has diabetes. In Virginia, I met I mean, a 13 year old boy, the handsome young man standing up there, <laughs> Joshua Davis. You look he 50, Josh. Both have type 1 diabetes. Next which means Doug. they need insulin every single day. Insulin costs about $10 a vial to make. That's what it costs the, the pharmaceutical company. But drug companies, charge families like Joshua and his dad up to 30 times that amount. I spoke with Joshua's mom. Imagine what it's like to look at your child who needs insulin to stay healthy and have no idea how in God's name you're going to be able to pay for it. What it does to your family, but what it does to your dignity, your ability to look your child in the eye, to be the parent you expect yourself to be. I really mean to think about that. That's what I think about. I believe it. Yeah. And that's the only reason we even left this clip in because I was kind of shook. Like, you know, my one of my friends, her son got leukemia and it was awful. 
And it, that at that time, um, which was like right after Trump got in office, it re- did make me think about like families without health care mm. whose kid gets leukemia. And, mm-hmm. you know, you always just sort of think about like older people who get cancer and it like bankrupts them and stuff. But they're adults and they like mortgage their home or they do. But like thinking about you have this kid that has to have like has type one diabetes that has to get a shot every single day. And they're charging, you know, $300 for a shot that costs $10 to make. Yep. It's so gross. And why does that happen? Oh, no, let's not have regulation. Regulation's terrible. It's terrible. Pharmaceutical companies run rampant. I mean, and I guess that's a problem. Both sides, whatever, Democrat, Republican, because they're paying everybody off and they have the most money. But I mean, here he is that's saying you're right that's where we need regulation that needs to be regulated and it's been in a lot of joe biden's bills it's ridiculous and, and it was in the fucking first infrastructure right. bill the bipartisan infrastructure bill and the republicans took it out of course because they're all getting paid by the fucking pharmaceutical companies and he knows and i you know say what you want say what you want about him he if you can't see that this guy's got compassion and heart and some love and he's caring and he's got 50,000 grandkids and kids and his wife and the fucking domestic violence against women. And da, da, da. he does care. I keep thinking about him saying, talking about the used cars. I, the, yes, I don't yes. think Trump would even know that used cars had gone up in value. I literally don't think that Trump would know that. He, if but he Joe did, Biden's sitting there understanding that used cars. Right. I'm sure his, you know, his granddaughter, some of them are getting some kind of maybe it's a used Mercedes, but still. Yeah, but if uh, Trump did know it would only be how it would how it would affect his bottom line like even used cars went up you should be thrilled stock market amazing bigly hugely even our used cars are more expensive he doesn't see people as people and the republicans don't either i'm sorry well the little uh diabetes kid was sitting in between fucking doug and jill biden and oh god jill biden (laughs) it looks so radiant radiant just She's so she, fucking pretty oh and great. Like if you just, I just, I constantly go back to, and I know this is pie in the sky shit, but I just always think uh, you're standing there where there were the Trumps. You got Trump, you got Marjorie, you got Ted Cruz. You got all, think of every Republican you want in your whole world. Think of all of them. Now put Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, Jill Biden. Who do you want a hug from? Who That's good. would make you feel good? You think any of the Republicans would make you feel good? I don't think so, but Jill Biden <laughs> put those hands on you and put her hand on your face. Talk to me about community college. Oh, God, I mean, just tell me it all. Just that alone, just that on a feelings level, you should be ashamed of yourself if you're still a Republican. Okay, so here he continues to talk about his Build Back Better legislation and the most impactful piece which is helping working families and single mothers with childcare. This is why they really, truly should all be ashamed of themselves for not, and particularly Kirsten Gizema and Joe Mandouche, for not passing the human infrastructure bill. Third. Nope, sorry. The third thing we can do to change the standard of living for hardworking folks is cut the cost of childcare. Cut the cost of childcare. I mean, that's really the most important thing. Yeah. If you live in a major city in America, you pay up to $14,000 a year for child care per child. I was a single dad for five years, raising two kids. I had a lot of help, though. I had a mom, a dad, 
a brother and a sister that really helped. But middle-class and working folks shouldn't have to pay more than 7% of their income to care for the young children. My plan, my plan would cut the cost of child care in half for most families. I love that he stayed single for five years. Yeah. <laughs> after his wife died. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's, he's, he, you, uh, again, that yeah. speaks to someone's, can't fuck with him. you can't, you, that just speaks to someone's fucking character and values. Sorry. So here he is talking, still talking about the human infrastructure bill, but he finally gets a chance to say publicly and unequivocally that he is not going to raise anyone's fucking taxes. Fuck the fucking rhetoric and the fucking propaganda. And yeah, oh. the fucking fake news, like fuck off Fox. All these will lower costs to families. And under my plan, nobody, let me say this again, nobody earning less than $400,000 a year will pay an additional penny in new taxes. Not a single penny. Well, that's clear. I mean, what's the problem there? Yeah. I may be wrong. <laughs> I mean, what's, your, what's your beef? Pass it around. We took a secret ballot in this floor that we'd all agree that the present tax system ain't fair. It ain't fair, bitch. We have to fix it. You can hear them yelling and heckling. Yep. Well, let's make corporations and wealthy Americans start paying their fair share. Pay your taxes. I have to. Last year. This is. Last year. They do a close-up on Elizabeth Warren. That's genius. Gene balls. When you hear like how those big companies don't pay anything in federal taxes, it just makes you sick. It makes you sick. And so what is your problem? What? is the problem that's why one thing about ted cruz and his rat ferret fucking fuck face is that and even if it's a total scam he floats every time a, a one tax rate for everyone mm. that everybody has to pay and right. there's no deductions and there's no getting out of it and i'm just mm. like let's roll let's fucking roll because like like let everyone pay 10 percent and that's it yeah mm-hmm. because we're paying we don't get oh we God, have a please. limited amount of deductions we're paying uh-huh. american like regular people are paying it's yep. them that aren't paying so yep. let's do it because it's, even if it does somehow shake out unfair because they're going to be like oh we've got charities whatever it is we all there they need to pay something because they're paying nothing and we're all still paying they're living in the reagan thing of we don't have to pay taxes because we have employees and it's bullshit bullshit like Chris Coons and Tom Carper and my distinguished congresswoman. He forgot her name. We come from the land of corporate America. There are more corporations incorporated in America than every other state in America combined. And I still want 36 years in a row. I don't know. The point is, even they understand they should pay just a fair share. Last year, 55 of the Fortune 500 companies earned $40 billion in profit and paid zero oh God. in federal taxes. Now look, it's not fair. That's why I proposed the 15% minimum tax rate for corporations. Let's do it. We've got... <laughs> Let's do it. And that's why in the G7 and other meetings overseas, we were able to put together, I was able to be somewhat helpful, 130 countries degree on a global minimum tax rate. So companies can't get out of paying their taxes at home by shipping jobs and factories overseas. Right. It'll raise billions of dollars. Billions. 
That's Please. why I propose closing loopholes for the very wealthy who don't pay, who pay a lower tax rate than a teacher and a firefighter. That's right. You pay, that's what I just said, that's you pay right. less in taxes than a teacher and a firefighter. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Yeah. I'm not here for that. That's so not fair. Like, yeah. I can't. Like, and eat, so fine, make a, make a tax rate that's, that somehow we, is unfair. It has to be because Ted Cruz wouldn't be proposing it if it wasn't. Yeah. But like, this has got to fucking like end. It's got to end. Okay, this part was my favorite part of the speech okay. when I watched on Tuesday. At this point, I've watched the fucking thing 50 times and there's much to love. But um, I always wanted to go in consumer law, which is why I'm furious about the tax rate. But um, this part got me right in my unrealized consumer <laughs> lawyer's heart. My plan will not only lower costs and give families a fair shot. It will lower the deficit. The previous administration not only ballooned the deficit with those tax cuts for the very wealthy and corporations, it undermined the watchdogs, the job of those oh, to yeah. keep pandemic relief funds being wasted. Remember we had those debates about whether or not those watchdogs should be able to see every day how much money was being spent, where was it going to the right place? But in my administration, the watchdogs are back. And we're going to go after the criminals who stole billions of relief money meant for small business and millions of Americans. Tonight, I'm announcing that the Justice Department will soon name a chief prosecutor for pandemic fraud. Woo! Yeah, that got me. Woo! That got me so fucking whopped out. Yeah. Like, chief officer. Prosecutor. Like, in the Justice Department to go after pandemic fraud. Joel Osteen. Uh, Trump. Lisa Marie Nicole on fucking <laughs> yes, Married to Medicine. Yes. She fucking yes, did it. She sure did. What about yep. Ruth's Chris and Harvard? Oh, they all took I mean, fucking money. That's, that's like right. they're a small business. That's Ruth's right. Chris ain't no small business. No, no, absolutely not. I didn't even know that just that when he goes on or it's then been said that the Trump administration got rid of all the watchdogs. So it's just like that should tell you something. So, yeah, they don't. They wanted please, to do all the legal please. shit and they don't want any regulation. No. And he's putting all the watchdogs back in place. The government Great. money was flowing and flowing heavy and everybody wanted their piece of the pie. And they're all sitting there mad yep. that people got unemployment, yep. that people don't want to work for $10 mm -hmm. an hour, that they want to raise the minimum wage. They're all yep. sitting there pissed off. Yep. Such a bunch of fucking hypocrites. Yeah, it's. I mean, bring it, bring it, bring it. So, fuck these pandy fraudsters. Pandy, <laughs> pandy Vanderpump. And again, let it be the thing that brings to light the fact that people can't survive on $10 an hour. Kirsten Jizima, you fucking cunt. Like, how dare you? How dare. Okay, so here he is talking about the deficit, which I saw you scribbling in your notebook. It's another <laughs> fucking fake thing that Republicans love to drone on yes. about. He literally just said yes. that the deficit ballooned under Trump yeah, and, and, and always does under and, Republicans. and his plan will take it down, mm -hmm. but he checks them even harder right here. Thank you. By the end of this year, the deficit will be down to less than half of what it was before I took office. Boom. The only president ever to cut the deficit by more than $1 trillion in a single year. Mm. Fuck off. <laughs> check Archie the coat. Check girl. Check it, bitch. The only president. Mm. The only president. Lowering your cost also meant demanding more competition. I'm a capitalist, but capitalism without competition is not capitalism. I love that. Capitalism I love without that. competition is exploitation. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
And corporations have to compete. Their profits go up and your prices go up when they don't have to compete. Small businesses and family farmers and ranchers, I need not tell some of my Republican friends from those states. Guess what? You got four basic meatpacking facilities. Disgusting. That's it. Mm. You play with them, but you don't get to play at all. Monsanto, you a lot more. cunts. A hell of a lot more, because there's only four. Mm. See what's happening with ocean carriers and <clears throat> moving goods in and out of America. Ah. During the pandemic, about half a dozen or less foreign-owned companies raised prices by as much as 1,000%. Oh, my God. record profits. Come on. Tonight, I'm announcing a crackdown on those companies overcharging oh, American yeah. businesses and consumers. Great. Great. Keep making announcements. Uh, Keep God. announcing crackdowns. And Keep being doing specific. It. God, it's just like, I know the State of the Union has to have its platitudes and, you know. And we left those out. Lucky for right, everyone. Exactly. Like <laughs> fucking triumph over dark and light. We've got to come together. And plan behind the aisles. And, but no. How about I'm here. Hello. Here's a crackdown on pandemic fraud. Yeah. Boom. And I'm announcing an investigation to these fucking companies that raised prices 1,000% and made record profits. China, I'm sure you own half of them. So we're a little more than halfway through the State of the Union, and this is where it gets into those platitudes, Memo, and shoulda, woulda, couldas, and we all need to come together, and blah, 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 blah. And I don't know who his speechwriter is, Mm -hmm. but Obama's speechwriter literally has the most successful podcast in the history of time. (laughs) So, like, Mm -hmm. I wish he'd quit his dumb fucking annoying podcast and go work for Joe Biden, Mm -hmm. quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not that these speeches are bad. I don't want to... Certainly, I don't want to make enemies in the Biden-Harris administration, (laughs) but it's not that the speeches are bad. It's just that I think whoever is writing for him isn't, like, writing for his voice. Like, Mm -hmm. you would fucking kill as a speechwriter my mouth <laughs> nobody channels people's voices uh, like you like that's, that's what nice this person you. needs to be doing oh yeah but i'd be terrible at writing something linear and cohesive you know what i mean yeah but that's what you have me for <laughs> we <laughs> right. could west wing the shit out of some speech writing oh god yeah you need to be able to know that he's gonna go and be like when i was scranton and my dad and my my squish words together and he doesn't he squishes words together you got to keep that shit he, he likes to go yeah buddy Come on, bud. This cute guy, this lady, my son, my dead wife, Bo. Yeah. Like, you got to make his strengths are his heart. The strengths are not him speaking. So, and they're when, not hitting his strengths. You agree, right? I do agree because you don't, he, you got to get into his sweet spot, which is when he really gets to connect with people. So, I know that speeches are sort of at people. But I do think that there's a way to write a thing where he because when he said, I'm announcing right now today that we're going to do this. Boom. That's, that's it. the speech. And then he turns to the kid with the diabetes and he's like, it's your birthday and all that shit. Hey, buddy, your handsome yeah. guy. Yeah. OK, love you. Yeah, like, great. Ex- exactly. I believe that's honestly it. we should fucking do it like a spec script and be like, let's roll. Because I swear I'd, also I with just a little bit of studying of his former stutter. I know he has a thing with C's. He gets caught up in yeah. C's. They so I would be staying away from C's. There's an easy, easy way with like any word processing program to like look at the number of C's you have. You can make an economy of words. He doesn't have to have so many words for him to mumble over. There's just a better way. He needs a better speechwriter. Yeah. And on that fucking note, here he is talking about guns, okay? And landing the single <sighs> only joke. Memel, one joke in the entire hour long speech. He doesn't really even he stumbles over it, 
but he still lands it because yeah. of his sarcasm because he is funny because he is great right. with people yes. and how are you not making his speeches more funny he would be sitting up there reading the fucking queens to filth <laughs> if you fucking gave him the chance yes. because even when he stumbles over the gun joke it's still fucking awesome yeah it's like my my other my second favorite part of the whole thing okay and we'll do everything in my power to crack down on gun trafficking of ghost guns that you can buy online assemble at home no serial numbers can't be traced i asked congress to pass proven measures to reduce gun violence pass universal background checks why should anyone I mean, on the terrorist list yeah. be able to purchase a weapon good why? question great why? question go ahead and answer it and they're heckling ban assault weapons with high capacity magazines hold up a hundred rounds you think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests? There we go. He has a problem with the C's and the K's. <laughs> You're right. K- k- yeah. k- but he stuttered. You think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests? Boom. Right. Nailed it. Right. Nailed it. Yeah. Why yeah. do you need to shoot a machine gun at yeah. a deer, you fucking tiny dick assholes? Ted Nugent. Look, repeal the liability shield that makes gun manufacturers the only industry in America that can't be sued. The only one. Okay, so here's the deal with that. So it's the... It, that's a little misleading and people have been de- debating that and for one since, lawsuit has happened one one lawsuit has happened and also basically they can be sued in certain extents it isn't that easy it's a lot of different regular there's a lot of regulation around it ironically but people are going off republicans are like he's lying that's a lie that dumb cunt libertarian bitch on the view that's a lie. The Sandy Hook parents, they finally sued the, 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 the gun manufacturer for false marketing. There are ways to get around it, but it's hard and it's expensive. So, you know, you can look at it in one of two ways, but ultimately the gun manufacturers, it's a, it's a hard road in order to sue them. It isn't easy. It's not just like going like, I'm going to sue you because you, you know, yeah, whatever. It's damn it's near not impossible easy. and you got to be in a class action so, and you've got to get together in a group. And, it's, you know, he was basically say, he's telling saying it the should truth. be easier. Yeah. He's just saying it should be fucking and easier. And they should be liable. And they should be liable. So sorry you have a fucking problem with that Ted Nugent and Marjorie Taylor Greene and all you pieces of but shit. Most importantly, what are the deer wearing Kevlar vests? So here he is talking about veterans, and we left this clip in for two reasons. One, he talks about how service members are often subjected to toxic chemicals from being stationed near burn pits Mm. or nuclear sites or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. And then they develop all types of cancers, in particular Mm. brain cancer, which is what Joe Biden's son, Bo, had, Mm -hmm. which he died from, which... Neither one of us ever knew that about the military, right, Memo? I had no idea. I didn't know. I didn't know there were burn pits where they're burning like molten lava of guns and metal yeah. and, and ammunition and, and people are and living in like and, barracks, like feet, uh, like yards from these like, pits. No. And I had no, no idea. It was really enlightening to connect all of these dots. It was crazy. I mean, even John McCain died of brain cancer. So it's clearly a thing with the military. And as enlightening as this clip is, the real reason we left it in is because the rotted Republican heckler hive had the audacity to scream out during the part where Jojo is talking about his son, Bo. And I really wish those dumb cunts, Lauren Boebert and Marjorie, would just choke on Trump's jizz and get the fuck out of my face. 
The third piece of that agenda is support our veterans. Veterans are the backbone. It just Benghazi. Says, <laughs> Benghazi, though. They're the best of us. I've always believed that we have a sacred obligation to equip those we send to war and care for those and their family when they come home. My administration is providing assistance in job training, housing, and now helping lower-income veterans get VA care debt-free. And our troops in Iraq have faced and Afghanistan have faced many dangers, one being stationed at bases breathing in toxic smoke from burn pits. Look at Nance. And Nance is going to take it. I've been in and out of Iraq and Afghanistan over <laughs> Just, oh, time. Oh, boy. <laughs> These burn pits that incinerate waste, the waste of war, Ugh. medical and hazards material, yeah, jet so fuel, and so up. much more. And they come home. Many of the world's fittest and best trained warriors in the world. Warriors, it's cool. Never the same. Headaches, numbness, dizziness. Ugh. A cancer that would put them in a flag draped coffin. I know. One of those one of those soldiers was my son, Major Bo Biden. Fucking I don't know for man. sure if the burn pit that he lived near, that his hooch was near in Iraq and earlier than that in Kosovo, is the cause of his brain cancer and oh, the disease we know it is. of so no. many other troops. But I am committed to find out everything we can, committed to military families like Danielle Robinson from Ohio, the widow of Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson, he was born a soldier, Army National Guard, combat medic in Kosovo and Iraq, stationed near Baghdad, just yards from burn pits the size of football fields. Oh, my God. Danielle is here with us tonight. And football she's, like, fields. crying. They it's... love going to Ohio State oh. football it games. It gives me chills, dude. It's so sad. God, people are so gross. And they love building Legos with their daughter. But cancer from prolonged exposure to burn pits ravaged Heath's lungs and body. Danielle says Heath was a fighter to the very end. He didn't know how to stop fighting. And neither did she. Through her pain, she found purpose to demand that like we Dr. do better. <laughs> Tonight, Danielle, we are going to do better. The VA. <laughs> The VA is pioneering new ways of linking toxic exposure to disease, already helping more veterans get benefits. And tonight, I'm announcing we're expanding eligibility to veterans suffering from nine respiratory cancers. Oh, that's good. I'm also calling on Congress to pass a law to make sure veterans devastated by toxic exposure in Iraq and Afghanistan finally get the benefits of the comprehensive health care they deserve. Yeah, pass the fucking law. No, Benghazi. I mean, it's engine Lauren Boebert. But 13, you did it to 13. She's just referring to the 13 soldiers that died who were leaving Afghanistan due to Which the Which we talked bomber. about on this podcast. And we each named one every of one of them. And it is sad and it is awful, but it is also part of war. And you don't seem to have a problem with any of the other wars, you stupid fucking idiot cunt. So, like, I'm sorry. You sit there with your guns. You take pictures with your kids. You're holding MK-47s or right. AK-47s. Right. You stand there and holding in your right... In front your, of the Christmas tree. In front of a Christmas tree with guns 
which kill people and you're yelling at the president because 13 soldiers got killed while we pulled out of a war that we were involved in for 20 fucking years. You are an idiot. You're a moron. You're a dumbass. You're a fucking bitch. You're an asshole. You don't deserve to be in that room. No. You, I don't know how you got that job. Bring it. Write a letter. Call me. I would love to tell you to your face. I have no problem. Sitting next to a CrossFit jizz receptacle, Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> and then Lindsey Graham of all, listen, say what you will, but Lindsey Graham's sitting in the fucking back row by that veteran's widow and said, shut up. And they <laughs> yes, did a close pan yes. on Lindsey Graham telling him to shut up when yep. they heckled out like that. Yep. Incredibly rude. Lindsey Graham was at Bo Biden's funeral. Right. Like, what did they know about veterans? What did they know about soldiers? Nothing. Nothing. Well, that's basically it. We're already well over time, but we can't let this go without hearing Jojo bring the house down with his amazing ending. You were so right, Mau, about how he does well when he's looking at that widow and he was he was speaking articulately and just from the heart. He's so much able to connect with the words when he speaks from the heart. Mm -hmm. And he nails this fucking ending. Nails it. At the end of the day, Jojo Biden is a motherfucking G, and we're so happy he's our president. So thank you, Jojo, and here's to do you 22. We built the strongest, freest, and most prosperous nation the world has ever known. Now is the hour, our moment of responsibility, our test of resolve and conscience of history itself, it is in this moment that our character of this generation is formed. Our purpose is found. Our future is forged. Well, I know this nation. We'll meet the test. Protect freedom and liberty. Expand fairness and opportunity. And we will save democracy. As hard as those times have been, I'm more optimistic about America today than I've been my whole life, because I see the future that's within our grasp. Fuck because yeah. I know there's simply nothing beyond our, our capacity. We're the only nation on earth that has always turned every crisis we faced into an opportunity. The only nation that can be defined by a single word, possibilities. So on this night, on our 245th year as a nation, Fuck yeah. I've come to report on the state of the nation, the state of the union. And my report is this. The State of the Union is strong because you, the American people, are strong. Kamala Harris is like smiling. It's so hot. <laughs> we are stronger today than we were a year ago. Do you think she went home and made sweet love to, to Doug? <laughs> I hope so. We are stronger a year from now yeah. than we are today. This is our moment to meet and overcome the challenges of our time. And we will. As one people, one America, <laughs> the United States of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him. Go get him. episode of dumb gay politics jesus politics 
Thank you guys for listening to our stupid ass podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, please consider checking out our Patreon mm-hmm. podcast. I wish we would have mentioned it at the beginning. Well. We, we do two a week every week. They're both an hour and we post them on Sunday. So you have all week to listen to them. We highly highly recommend it it's our heart and soul our heart and our soul they're only a dollar each and when you sign up you will immediately get access to literally hundreds of hours of stupid and we mean stupid stress-free ad-free podcasts that you can go back and listen to they i mean i'm sorry but they're timeless they're timeless episodes they're just wonderful evergreen covid doesn't even exist (laughs) nope if you're curious to see what it's like, you can listen to a free episode right now on our website, julianbrandy.com. There's a button on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode. Yeah, you don't need to be scared that it's Patreon and you don't know what that is. This is how you do it. There's also a link to the free Patreon episode in the description of this podcast. So you just go down, you click on it. You can then listen to the whole hour right there from your phone or computer. You don't have to download anything or sign up for anything. And then you'll see how Patreon works, which is super easy. It's so just easy. a fucking it's another fucking thing to stream something yeah. from. And it's <laughs> it's not scary. And it'll go right into your same feed where you listen to your podcast now. If you listen to them on Apple or wherever you can import the RSS feed and just like it's it's really easy and you can just listen to them all if you sign up. Yeah, and then after you listen, go ahead and subscribe. Life is too short and precious to spend do you 22 living in a fog of FOMO about our Patreon podcast. So fuck it. You deserve something fun and frivolous that will help distract you from anything real that actually matters. That's There's right. no war. No. There's no. only our Patreon podcast. That's it. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And the state of the union. The state of our union is strong. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man by the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania
stay for the night. Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation but maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs>